it did kind of feel like I was failing in a way to have to get a roommate. But then looking forward, I'm like, this means I can actually be successful and keep the house, rebound and let it rebound in value and still travel and have fun and do all the things I wanted to do. You're listening to Financial Grown Up with me, certified financial planner, Bobby Rebel, author of How to Be a Financial Grown Up. And you know what? Being a grown up is really hard, especially when it comes to money. But it's okay. We're going to get there together. I'm going to bring you one money story from a financial grown up, one lesson, and then my take on how you can make it your own. We got this. Hey, friends, that was my friend, certified financial planner, David Ray. Even though he felt like he was failing, he was, in fact, pivoting very well, in fact, to deal with things beyond his control. More on that in a moment. Just want to thank all of you for your support. We have been doing some new content here, adding in bonus episodes on topics you guys have requested, and the feedback has been amazing. Please keep it coming. DM me on Instagram at BobbyRebel1 and on Twitter at BobbyRebel, and tell me what you think about the changes we've been making and what kind of topics you want us to be covering. Reviews are great too if you want to support the show, and of course, tell a friend. Let's talk now about David Ray. He takes being a financial grown-up very seriously, and so it was hard, but maybe not too hard, to make a decision when the recession hit a decade ago. Here is David Ray. Hey, David Ray, you're a financial grown-up. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me on. I am such a fan of all the wisdom that you share with so many people. You're quoted very widely in the media. You're on TV all the time. And a lot of it has to do with your expertise being a financial planner and telling us what to do when we need it in advance of when we need it. And the story that you brought to share with us here on Financial Grown Up, I love because it has to do with the fact that you're kind of just like us and that things happen that you can't always control with the economy and the larger environment, but you, even though you're a CFP, still have to deal with them. Tell us your money story. I did a lot of planning and I went out and bought a very nice, expensive house in LA. This was right before the financial crisis. So I bought my house in early 2007. I thought I got a great deal. I got like $300,000 off the asking price. Little did I know that the financial crisis was coming. (laughs) I got a house that I thought I could afford with my growing income. And when we went into the financial crisis, my income didn't go up as much as it had in the past. And it a few years in, it had started to decline, actually, and we combined that with real estate values tanking. I had to go back to my financial plan and look at my spending and where I wanted to spend money. And instead of having to cut back on my travel and fun with friends, I decided to get a roommate. And I think that was a really big financial grown-up moment because it did kind of feel like I was failing in a way to have to get a roommate. But then looking forward, I'm like, this means I can actually be successful and keep the house, rebound and let it rebound in value and still travel and have fun and do all the things I wanted to do. And I have a big, nice house. I can have a roommate here. (laughs) It wasn't like I was sharing a room. Tell us more about what happened. How do you even start looking for a roommate? How old were you at the time and you'd been living on your own for how long? So I hadn't been on my own that long. I'd had roommates before I bought the house. So it wasn't like a huge, big deal. It wasn't like I was married with 10 kids running around, which would make it a lot more difficult. But I was in my mid-20s 
I'd been a few years into being a financial planner and, you know, I planned ahead. I could make the payment. I could afford the house even with the drop in income, but it just would be tight and, and really not a fun process. Plus, I was looking at real estate values and they had dropped pretty substantially around the country. By getting a roommate, I was able to still travel, still have money and still be able to save for my financial goals like retirement and all those fun things that a financial planner should be doing. And at the same time, it allowed me to stay in my home because I bought a bigger, more expensive home knowing I would be there for a long time. Since I bought the house, it's doubled in value. It just had a very nice 30 or 40% dip <laughs> during the financial crisis, like much real estate did during that time. But looking forward, because I kept the house and stuck with it, even when times were tough, I was able to come out ahead with this great investment on my house, which, you know, if I took the dip out of it, it looks great. My house doubled in value in like 10, 11 years, which is, is a pretty nice return there. Right. Because the truth is, as long as you can afford the payments and you don't fall into a problem situation, it only matters the day that you buy an investment and the day that you sell it. So even though there, as you say, there's this dip, ultimately, it really is just on paper because you had enough of a financial cushion and you also made a big lifestyle adjustment. Absolutely. And you know, most investments, it really does have to have time on your side. And, and real estate's one of those things as well, because so many people bailed out. And don't get me wrong, there are people that maybe their house dropped a lot more or they didn't want to live there and there was reasons to sell. Or if I was going to be going into credit card debt or racking up you know, other bills or not able to pay my mortgage, it would be a different conversation. But with roommates, I was able to maintain my lifestyle and then now I don't have roommates. <laughs> I've since gotten <laughs> married and the house is mine and it's been upgraded and all this great stuff. But I weathered the storm. And I think having a plan and facing being a financial grown up really can make you smooth some of these tough times out. What was it like looking for a roommate? How did you even do that? Were there a lot of people looking for places to stay more than usual because of what was going on in the larger economy? You know, I'm in the center of LA, so a lot of people are looking for roommates. Rent is really expensive here. So, you know, me renting a room in the house was still a few or few hundred dollars cheaper rent-wise for someone coming to rent a room versus getting their own one bedroom or studio apartment. Plus it was fun. I mean, I was in my twenties, so I think a lot of people in their twenties still have roommates, especially in bigger cities. Um, and it was still fun to have because we had game night at the house and we had people over for American Idol. And it was actually a really nice social thing because I was single and it, it probably actually aided my social life more than being a hindrance <laughs> of like, oh my God, my, my terrible roommate sitting on the couch, you know, the, the horrible thing that people are probably picturing when they're thinking getting a roommate or some, some hobbit <laughs> that never leaves the house. I actually had friends living in and living with me and it was not a problem to find roommates. And over the years I had a few roommates move in and then the final roommate stayed probably two years after I got married. We just enjoyed having them here. And when they finally moved out, we didn't replace them. <laughs> so, and, I, and I love the fact that you're not living in absolutes. You didn't say, well, I'm a grown up now, so I must live in this house alone. And it would be very immature to have roommates or whatever, or deal with people judging you. You made a financially responsible decision. And it also was kind of fun in the end. It was fun in the end and looking ahead to where I'm at financially now as a financial planner, that meant my 401k contributions were still made. My mortgage was still paid. I didn't rack up credit card debt. And that's that's turned into hundreds of thousands of dollars over that time when I put it into the stock market and let it grow. So it really can make a huge difference when you give it time and let it compound. And what is the takeaway for our listeners? Don't ignore financial problems. <laughs> That's the biggest thing. I could have probably ignored it. And a lot of other people ignore when they're maybe out of work and they don't want to cut back or they're, they've gotten a, a decrease in pay or they've had an illness. I faced it head on and it really meant that I could 
brave the storm and come out stronger on the other end. And I had some fun along the way. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? The other thing is that you didn't have to deprive yourself of things you enjoyed like travel. So you were able to still do things that were discretionary to some degree, because sometimes people in that situation maybe would not have thought to take on a roommate or chosen not to. And then they just wouldn't have traveled for two years. And do what's right for you. I mean, obviously, some other people, you're right, it may be better just to not travel. <laughs> but that wasn't what I wanted to be doing in my mid mid 20s when I was single and free and could run around the world and have a great time. And I also wanted to have a house and I wanted to save for the future because I am a financial planner and I do love saving my money and seeing my net worth grow, <laughs> which wasn't necessarily happening on paper during the financial crisis when the market was dropping and real estate values were dropping and my income wasn't doing what I would like it to be doing or what it's doing today. And But I, I'm here and I made it through and I was a financial grown up. You are proactive, and that's the important thing. Let's talk about your everyday money tip, because it also has to do with travel and making sure that you can travel the way that you want to travel. You have some tips for us. Absolutely. My big thing to think about is prioritize what's important to you, because I see so many people that say they can't afford to travel, but they're, dri you know, they're driving an expensive car or living in a really expensive house, and that just doesn't leave any money left over to travel. So prioritize your spending. And for me, one of the biggest ways that I can really travel in style because I've gotten spoiled and like to fly, say, first class around the world, <laughs> I use credit card points and miles to really make that affordable. I'm not going to be spending $15,000 a ticket like my last trip to Europe would have cost if I paid cash. But I used miles, so I spent like $50 on that. And the way I accrue a ton of miles is I put all of my bills on credit cards just disclaimer, I pay them off every month. I can afford what I'm spending. And I put them on the credit cards that will get me the most miles. Like I at Staples and Office Depot, I get five points on one of my cards. And I have another card that gives me like four points on dining. And other cards give you money on gas and utilities. So finding the cards that will give you the most points, as well as sign-up bonuses and status matches. So I have an airline card that helps me have higher status and I've gotten upgraded like 12 times this year on almost all of my flights from just having status. So that's free sitting in first or business class <laughs> just for having status. And I like free. <laughs> I, like, I like free. I like nice stuff for free. <laughs> so what resources? Do you have any favorite resources that you can point us to? I really like the points guy. Um, it's a website that has a bunch of um, tips there. And there's another blogger called Eric Rosen who has a bunch of stuff on the internet. If you Google him, he writes really about how to get upgraded to first class, which is a great resource there. I need uh, that. I know yeah. you do. <laughs> there's nothing more financial grown up than being first class, especially when you're not, not if you pay for it, though. <laughs> Definitely not going to pay for it in actual cash or money. But um, if it can be free, that works for me. Sure. And, you know, we can all do that. We can all use miles and points or status and just being a little strategic on how you do it. I book my hotels a lot of times through hotels.com and I just went away for the weekend and used free nights. So I went to Vegas and had two free nights of hotel. So, you know, it's just stretching the money you're you're making and spending to turn it into more travel and more fun. And, and that's just the stuff I love. I know other people like cash back or gift cards or things like that, but I love to travel. And again, I, I'm become a little spoiled and want to be up in first class when possible, even though I believe uh, Barbara Corcoran says she's back in coach. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll be up in first and that's how I like it. <laughs> Before I let you go, I love your blog. Tell me about your blog. My blog is financialplannerla.com and I really just try and bring fun tips to money. I know we get pretty serious as a financial planner and you say the, the big B word budget 
but I really looked to go more in the range of like pop culture and fun. And I did like a big series on like the golden girls retirement, like how you can retire and have a fabulous time. I love that. I was retweeting that one. I loved it. I know it's so much fun. People really love that. It's kind of taking that roommate story and going, this can actually be a great positive thing and a happy dream retirement. We'd all love to live with friends or at least have that kind of friendships around. So I try and make money fun and definitely the tax stuff's in there and the and the nuts and bolts are in there, but we try and wrap it in something fun so you're not just stocks and bonds. And- yeah, and it's a great resource, especially because we're heading into the end of the year and there's a lot of changes in, you mentioned the tax law. So it's a, you're a great resource as a certified financial planner to check out for all of that. And just before I let you go, one last thing, share with us your social handles so people can follow you. Yes. On Twitter, I'm David Ray, R-A-E, C-F-P. On Instagram, I'm David Ray, L-A. And on Facebook, it's David Ray, C-F-P as well. So check me out. Thank you, David. Thank you. Okay, for all the talk about delayed adulthood these days, the truth is there is still a stigma with having roommates as not being a very grown-up thing. But being a grown-up means making adjustments and being real when you need to. Life's complicated, things get messy, and there's a lot of unpredictable stuff that we can't always be fully prepared for. So we have to be ready to make changes and go with the flow a little bit. Sometimes things just kind of happen. Financial grown-up tip number one, do what you have to do to stay on track with your financial goals. David took on roommates. It wasn't so bad. In fact, he had a pretty good time with it. I moved back in with my parents when I got a divorce early in my adult life. I sold the tiny one-bedroom apartment that I had owned, regrouped for a year, saved money, and moved out stronger financially. And also, just like David had a good time with his roommates, it was kind of nice getting to know my parents as an adult. Financial grown-up tip number two. If you see the financial train wreck coming down the tracks, and you know it's coming, guys, you can see it, get a plan together fast. Don't assume things are just going to fix themselves, or you can just bury your head in the sand. They're not going to go away so easily. Even if your plan isn't perfect, just have some kind of plan. Do something. You can adjust it later. But denial and procrastination, like David said, just too expensive. You deserve better. Thanks to everyone for your continued support. If you have not, please subscribe to the podcast. It's free. Go into the manual settings when you do it and set up auto downloads so you don't miss any upcoming episodes. And of course, please tell a friend that you care about and who you think deserves to have a rich life. David Ray is such a wonderful role model for all of us. Thank you for helping us all get one step closer to being financial grownups. Financial Grown Up with Bobby Rebel is edited and produced by Steve Stewart and is a BRK Media production.